Hey, hey guys, how are you doing today? Welcome, my friends. Welcome to our podcast, People Bring Profit. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, got an entertaining Q&A today. Uh, it's Q&A day and excited about that because these questions that were thrown at us, uh, one was, uh, you know, came off of our um, one of my TikToks I'm excited about. I got to answer it. Pat picked that one, and we had two others that were submitted from our field team, too. Excited about that. Super cool. Super, Super cool. cool. Yeah. I love answering questions. I feel like that's where we can really put some of our vision out and what we see things. So excited about that. But I do want to remind you, please go subscribe to our podcast. Uh, subscriptions are going up, but we need to go quicker. So please hit that subscribe button every time you go out and see a reel of ours or any post that you see or any podcast that you like and send thumbs up too. Um, so thank you so much. But welcome, guys. How are y'all? Yeah. What's going yeah. on? Doing yeah. good. Y'all doing okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ready to go. I'm fired up this morning. You fired up for you fired up for these questions? I yeah. am. We okay. had a good laugh before we started. We're ready. <laughs> yeah, everybody's pumped up. Justin got a little fired up over here. We get fired up in this office every now and over something that just pops up in our mind and it's it's funny to sit watch one of us just go off. Yeah. And I'm um, so super yeah. excited. Bring that fire today, yeah, my friend. The, the jersey came out for a hot minute. Yeah. Bring bring the energy that you just I'm in. had. Okay. I'm in. Let's get it. I'm <laughs> even, ready for... It even woke up Kim a little bit today, yeah, too. It so did. But uh, hey, Pat, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you? Welcome today. Yeah, Welcome. thanks. Pat is about to pack up and head off to our new Alden store too. So as soon as this finishes up, he's going over there to do some training nice. over there. Oh, yeah. Safe travels, and Pat. Some, yeah, yeah safe you. travels in this foggy weather, and check on our team over there and see how they're doing, and you know, tighten up the ship a little bit and uh, see how we're doing. Yeah. Can't wait to get your yes, report sir. back. So, Pat, let's throw some questions at us, please, sir. Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, so kicking this off, let's uh, let's start with you, Chris. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are some ways to combat turnover? Ah, to combat turnover. You know, um, I, I think some of the biggest things with turnover is is when you, when you're a manager. Okay, so and you're managing your team out there. It's important that you put the culture out there first right off the bat. Right. And, and train your team of what you need to what your expectations are. You know, anytime that I have an employee and I try to go back and look at like when I was running a Quiznos or my my staff are uh, trying to look at that is trying to identify what the culture is and what your expectations are. Right. What what you expect from them. You know, me, it's like if you get there, if, you, if your time is at 8, you're supposed to punch in at 8, well, I want you at 7.55. And set that right off the bat, you know, and then, and then hold them to that and explain that to them. And I try to go back and look at how we cooked food or made sandwiches in the past, mm -hmm. right? It's like this is show-do review, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think if you keep your employees engaged in that and then show them your vision and constantly coach them, constantly in, in, engage with them, you know, talk about things with them and, and let them under know who you really are. You know, I had a meeting the other day with one of our, our, our field teams, right? He called me and said, hey, I need some coffee time. And it was a time for me and him to collaborate. He just got to ask me some questions, personal questions in his personal life too. talk about that, then about the company. And after we ended that meeting, he gave me a big hug and said, thank you so much. I needed that. But that doesn't mean just because you're a CEO. It doesn't mean who you are. You need to collaborate with your staff and, and have a relationship with them besides of just a boss. I go back to this podcast that we shot and one of these reels that were posted that, I mean, we had like almost 500K, right? You were talking about an employee to a manager and how to coddle them and coach them, right? Mm -hmm. And the engagement we got 
But then I saw the comments that were read, and a lot of them didn't get that engagement with their management. My manager never left the office. I oh. hated that job. Oh, yeah. So when you're That's out there, and I mean, we do this, right? When we go to our stores, mm -hmm. we get involved. Yeah. We try to mop try the to. floors. We try to clean sure floors. Do. We do that. I know yeah. me and you have always done that. Mm -hmm. So I think to help turnover, it's these, it's people need to understand from the highest up in the archy to the management down the lowest management staff. They have to just can't sit there and bark out orders. You got to go work side by side with them. And I try to preach that to y'all and all of us in our field that get involved in the store. Yeah. Get involved. I went to, I'm going to use this for example too. I went to one of our restaurants the other day, Mellow Mushroom, after church. Mm -hmm. And I walked in and I said, hey, I'm going to go check one of our stores. You're like, yeah, cool, let's go. Or go. And I went by there and they were short staffed a little bit and uh, they had some issues going on. And I didn't start barking and hollering at them. I just kind of, I was in my church clothes, rolled up my sleeves and started busting tables and, yeah. and running food. And, hey, I don't know how to make that pizza. I'm not good at making those pizzas, but I certainly can cut them right. and box them. Yeah. And it was funny. I did that for three hours. And I noticed the managers, all of them were looking at me like, is he about to get off on us? He's about to. No, at the end of the day, I just said, hey, I'm just here to help. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm just going to rub elbows with you. You're engaging your employees. I'm yes. engaging them and, yes. and, and letting them see. And one of them said, man, it's so awesome to sit here and work side by side with you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the biggest ways I try to, you know, handle turnover. Yeah. You lose your most people on the toughest shifts. So if you can work through those tough shifts and lead exactly how you did, you're absolutely improving turnover, right? Because their leader came in there, rubbed elbows with them and helped them out versus what that shift may have been for the people working on it. Yeah, right? that wasn't it, no different than we, we always focus on our guests didn't have a good experience, but those those employees didn't either. And those managers didn't either. Yeah. And getting in there that that absolutely took what would have been a, a, a rough shift. And it still may have been rough from like an amount of effort that they were putting in. But I bet you it felt really, really cool that you went in there and did that. And I go back to this show and I think it's called The Patriot. Do you ever watch The Patriot? Okay. I don't watch TV. Okay, it was, it, was old, it was an old it was old movie, and it's about the Confederate War or something like that, and I can't remember the the, the actor. Oh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yes, yes. Oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they were yeah. fat. Yeah. You know, they had you know yeah. they were the not the good army, and they were battling the big army, and they were charging, and then all of a sudden they the, the good army kind of charged them, and he ran out and grabbed the flag because all the guys are running away. He grabbed the flag, and he's a leader. No, go. That's what leaders should do. And he grabbed the flag and took off running just running and all the other guys looked at him like wait a minute my leader's doing this let's turn around and go and i think that's leadership you got to make sure you do that get in get dirty a little bit hope i answered I, that question i did i, I think you did I, I loved that it was a great answer a lot yep. of the building camaraderie so yep. uh, kimberly how would how do, how do you think uh what are some ways to combat turnover so for me and you guys will vouch for this for me and and in our business, I preach, teach, and insist on training and development oh, yeah. is a big piece for me to, um, you know, to constantly assure that our employees are, um, you know, well-developed according to their roles That's right. so that they can perform expectedly. And also, um, you know, we can cheer them on as they develop. Secondly, for me, would be um, to promote positive work-life balance. I think it's important, and you guys have heard me preach this as well, um, especially as far as scheduling employees. 
a big one for me is that, or my pet peeve is when I go to look at someone's schedule and they're not scheduled. Um, that means that my leaders did not implement a schedule in time. And if you're not putting out a schedule in a timely manner, you're, you're actually not promoting a work-life balance because our employees depend upon our, we owe them that respect to give them that schedule ahead of time so that they can um, revolve their, their own lives around their work life. And then, of course, number three for turnover is compensation and um, benefits. And we're always trying to be competitive as far as benefits mm. within the company. And um, we are always looking and, and comparing our industry with industries around us to assure that we're being or that we're compensating yeah. our people accordingly. So for me, those are the top three that come to mind when I think about employee turnover. I want to say this. <laughs> we were driving the other day uh, in the in the car. I think yeah. we were headed out of town somewhere. And you had the laptop open. You're like, hey, you were just randomly looking at schedules. Yeah. And I was like, I think it was one of our locations. Like, it's Thursday. And their yeah. schedules aren't posted. Yeah. For the next week. You're that like, that's not good. Crazy. And you just immediately started. And you just randomly picked some, one of our restaurants and looked at their schedules on C2 or whoever, or however we post schedules. Well, I was actively seeking because uh, we were part implementing a program and our rewards, and we wanted to go out and show appreciation to the employees. So, and I wanted to see when they worked. Yeah, and that's what that's what kind of dinged that. Yeah, she was like immediately sent some emails. Hey, I need these posted right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because people, if you can give them a week or two weeks, and a month would be preferably, you know, a month out. It it just promotes that positive work environment. That's leadership engagement. Yes. Mm -hmm. Constantly staying engaged in every aspect of the business. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. All right. You. Good answer, Kimberly. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, same same question for you. You know, what are some ways to combat turnover? Uh, for me, the, the best way to promote turnover long term is, you know, wanting to play for an awesome team, right? When you play for an awesome team, you never want to leave it. So I think it's, it's teaching our That's leaders true. that when you're hiring people to an extent and, you know, here's some perspective is you're guessing. Right. You're guessing. But when you're terming someone, you're knowing, you know, that that person either didn't go through training with integrity or didn't execute or shouldn't have been a part of that winning team. So I think you have to hire fast and you have to fire faster. And there's a an element of being a bull when it comes to that. But if you are executing good training and you're laying out the groundwork for what success looks like and you're showing them what it means to become and being part of a winning team, um, you're not going to always get it right hiring someone. There's people who interview really, really well, and you bring them on the team, and it just might not be a fit. But you do know once you've put them through those systems that they are a fit or they don't fit, and being unafraid to have that conversation, act quickly, and just keep progressing through building a winning team. So I think long-term, that helps turnover because the better you can create your team, the stronger you know that, that tight core will be and the less likely they'll be to leave right? Because yeah. they'll yeah. make more money, they'll, they'll build better quality of life. The second way that I, I combat turnover, and this is what I've been thinking a lot about lately, is just the whole idea of over communicating and making sure that we are unequivocally looking at our systems and teaching and training people to use them and use them with integrity. And I think that promotes just this whole new level of creativity. So I think it sounds like we're creating robots, but we're not. We're teaching through experience and hundreds of years in our industry 
what works in the template through our training, through our areas of responsibility, through our checklists. And once you complete them really, really well, that promotes all kinds of creativity with people saying, hey, I've got this idea on how to do it better. Or, hey, let me go above and beyond and give this awesome guest experience and create this kick-ass Google review because you know I did everything else perfect and it set me up to have a little bit of extra time to spend with the guests. So I think if you're elevating and creating winning teams and you know, ultimately over communicating and promoting creativity when it makes sense, um, turnover, you're not gonna have people wanna leave you. Yeah, I like that, yeah. You know. Well, you know, I love all these questions and I, I'm sitting back here looking at Pat over here who's out there in the field all the time, all who's the time. worked his yeah. way up through the company and he gets asked this, this question, but this is a perfect question for you because you're our training development guy out there and, and an operations guy. Turn the question on you. How would you answer this question? <laughs> so uh, for me to combat turnover is um, I fully believe that people crave structure, right? Um, we have to yes. be consistent every day Thank so you. that our employees, even our managers and, and our leaders, know what you're getting every day, knowing what to expect from your leaders, knowing what the expectation is, and then executing that every single day. If we can bring consistency and structure um, then what we really do is we promote a positive work environment, and that's the, the, the seeding and the bed for really growing a good culture, right? Because it, it's not as much about how much you make. It's employees want to feel important, and they want to feel like they're in the know. So to help combat turnover, because this is a world you can get a job anywhere. You, you drive down the street, right? There's a now hiring sign everywhere. But what makes us the best is we're the most structured, and we, we take care of our people. So. You know, it, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's you're, you're speaking Kim's language over here. She's over here, hoorahing right there. Yeah. She loves structure, right? Everything we do. She gets on me all the time, like, what's the structure? Because I'm like a fly-by-the-pants type of guy. Like, what are we doing today? You Say know? that louder for and the people it, in the back. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. When we go to Disney World, Kim's like, what are we doing tomorrow? Yes. And I have to stay up for three hours and plan our whole ride and Absolutely. all that. And I'm like, I just want to be like, laid back for a little bit. But, you know, one thing that I love that y'all do, too, that I think helps, too, is the first day ever, right? When you do the first day, when an employee walks in, it's like walking into school for the first day. But you have them feel introduced, introduced to the team. You have their shirts laid out. You have that best first day ever. That kind of sets the presence they feel comfortable. Because most of our employees, hourly, they leave really quickly at first because they don't feel wanted. That you, Like you said, not part of the team. Yeah. Like you said, they want to be on a winning team. But when they walk into a place that's very stagnant, you just like, here, fill this out. Here, go punch in and go follow this person for three days. And, and then, it's nerve-wracking. Get it? I mean, although you can get a job anywhere, going your first day on any new job is nerve-wracking. So if you can make them very, very comfortable, you're going to get the best version of them. Yeah, when, no, when no tell them in the door. wherever yeah. you walk at for the first time ever to walk in something, your new school, or anywhere you walk into, you feel uncomfortable. You've kind of like, i got to fill this out a little bit, you know? Yeah. And I think something that y'all do is very well. But the structure is everything. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. Thank you, Pat. I'd love to hear that question. Yeah, yeah thanks. Great answer. answer, Pat. Yeah, great, great answer. Yeah. All right. So I got I got another question. So yep. uh, next question here. Let's uh let's start with you, Kimberly. Oh boy. All right. What steps do you take to identify strong leaders in markets? So for me, um, steps to identify strong leaders, I go back to communication. Are they able to communicate effectively and not just speak all the time, but able to listen effectively. Um, another big one, are they able to inspire and motivate? That's a big thing for me, promoting um, team spirit. 
accountability? Are they, do, not, do they own their mistakes when they make them? Do they learn from their mistakes? Are they in the place where they are able to adapt and pivot in the event that they need to be held accountable and have to turn from that? Um, another big one, if I'm just thinking about strong leaders, another big one would be um, do they uh, pursue team development? Is that a priority in their, uh, in their list? Um, as well as seek feedback. You know, it's important for me for, to identify leaders in our field. Is it important for them to seek the feedback for those that they're responsible for? And I know specifically for me, um, when I do a presentation or when I do something, I'm always asking those around me, hey, how can I improve? You know, humble yourself to, to just go to that place and say, how, how can I improve? Um, how could I have reached you differently? Or, you know, what do I need to do to make it better? And, and so just seeking feedback is just a positive attribute to strong leadership. Yeah, that's awesome because everything you just said is that how you live your life. And, and when, you're, when you're asking about a new leader that we've hired, I see yeah. you do that whole checklist. Matter of yeah. fact, I go back. That was the checklist. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. the Matter of fact, I use that checklist yeah. in my day-to-day development. Yeah. You know, just because yeah. I'm hired in this company, right, yeah. and I have a position, I go back and use that yeah. to still to sharpen my sword, to make me wiser. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, a, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. I, um, Justin, let's, let's turn it over to you. Uh, you know, what steps do you take to identify strong leaders and markets? Sure. So I'll, I'll take this one and talk maybe a little bit about new market. So how do you identify someone maybe in a place of business that you don't currently, you know, do business in? So maybe that's geographically somewhere different. Uh, I like to leverage, you know, more of the the online platform. So like the the LinkedIn world, call it. And I'm constantly trying to connect with humans through social. And a, a lot of that is because I want to shamelessly steal what they're doing well. I want to learn about them. I want to learn about what they're proud of. And ultimately, some of these platforms, you're consistently and constantly building your resume and you're, you're, or you're, you know, you're building a case of accomplishments to have a conversation with your leaders on what a, an increase might look like or how I did for the past year. Hey, boss, these are the things I did. Well, all of that information is out there all over the place. So I'm seeking out people in general manager roles, director of operation roles, multi-unit roles, HR and marketing roles, and I'm seeing what they're doing. I'm making observations. And then the human connection piece is that is you're going to conferences or you're making market tours and you're speaking with leaders and you're just asking questions and you're, you're connecting with people and you're validating maybe what you see out there from their peers. So you also have this awesome ability. If you see someone that you may like, to talk to those around them and ask about them. And I think if you're going into new markets, there's a lot for the taking when it comes to just doing research at your disposal right on your computer. And then there's a lot for the taking of just asking those who work with them, especially in a franchise community, right? Because everybody kind of knows everybody and you start getting entwined with franchise and business consultants and just pinging them and, and getting an understanding of what type of person they are, what type of leader they are, are they hardworking? What type of results do they produce? Uh, but mostly for me, I'm just constantly trying to shamelessly steal what yeah. I see online of others doing well and figuring out how we can implement or do that ourselves if it makes sense. And um, even if it doesn't, celebrating the crap out of them, because you never know. 
you might be following someone for years and just being a big fan, and maybe they moved to Beaumont, Texas. And for years, you were that person that high-fived them in moments of need or just said, hey, I see you out there doing a great job. So I think ultimately, the more of those things you're doing, um, th it'll result in people wanting to work for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. agreed. Yeah. agreed. That's a good answer. I, I love this question, Pat, because this actual question, I'm glad we stole it, came off of TikTok that was sent to me, and there you a, go. A, a girl sent this question in. I wish I had her name pulled up right now, and I, I, I tried to answer the whole question, but it only, TikTok only lets you put, like, so many words in the, in the comments, so I had to do two comments to get it, but I, I kind of thought this through, right? Uh, I love questions like that, and I try to go back and think, who can use this information in any business, in a restaurant, or any business you have? So I try to go back when we started our company and answer this question this way, like when we were growing mm -hmm. and it was time to identify leaders. Yeah. Um, and I go back and mm -hmm. I, 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 first thing we did was internal. So if I go back and look and we had like our three Buffaloes and I got our four and you told me I need to hire somebody new and we hired uh, Andreas at the time as a leader. Mm -hmm. He was internal mm -hmm. and he was somebody that's already worked in the company. So I knew who he was and I knew his leadership style. I knew how he coached people. So I, that was the biggest first thing I did is like, I, I, this guy is great. And then at that point, I wanted to make sure the decision of the culture, like, is, does he follow the same culture? And we had a different culture back then. It was more of a strict leadership type of way. And, and you find those ways. But does it fit who you are as a lead? Like, whoever you're putting underneath you, right, they need to fit in your culture and our culture of our company. They can't be totally opposite than you in the culture side. Now, leadership side, they can be a little different. All y'all lead differently than I do. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. But the culture, we all believe in it and we live it and we love it and yeah. understand how important it is today's world. So you got to look at the culture side. Then then I try to go back and look at you guys now that work for me and how we all work together. It's it's mentoring. Right. Then you got to mentor this person. You got to pour into these people just because you hired a new assistant manager. This is for your G my GMs out there. If you're listening to this. If you hired, we promote a new assistant manager, you as GM have to pour into that person. You can't just say, do this, do this. You have to show, do, review. And like Kim said, how you, you build people up like that way. And you got to mentor them. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. I used to be very good about that, but my time is kind of spread out. Being a dad, being a husband, you know, living my life, building this company. And I have so many guys that I, I need to mentor too, but I got to get better at that. You got to mentor me. Sit down and just have a cup of coffee with them. Visit with them. Let them know who you are. Let them know who, what the culture. Let them know your future, what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And then a con con continuous evaluation. There's many a times, me and you, my friend, mm -hmm. we talk, right? You come in my office and I'll bring you in. We'll visit and talk. Sometimes you get red-faced. Sometimes I get red-faced. You know, but we're constantly evaluating you and you're evaluating me. You want my feedback and I want to hear what you have to say back. Mm -hmm. Right. Kim, me and Kim are constantly evaluating each other. Kim will constantly coach me up. And we've been doing this for 20 something years. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But we constantly evaluating each other mm -hmm. just because you're uncomfortable in a position or just because you have a position. Don't be comfortable. Yeah. You know, that's when you get comfortable, you get run over. Right. You always got to look crossing the road, look both ways, right, left, right, left. If you just think comfortable, I pass this road every day. You never know who's speeding this day. That red light could be broken. Right. Yeah. So constantly evaluate your leaders in the field. And I think if you do that, because Justin, you said this earlier, you're going to miss sometimes. You know, we're going to miss somebody. We're going to oh, yeah. miss somebody. If you're, but if you're constantly watching the culture, mentoring them and evaluating them, 
you can identify that pretty quickly and maybe steer them back. But if not, it's time to make the move. And for those of you out there who yeah. just listened to, to that interaction and, and how we operate, it, it's super, super important because me being able to have a platform to offer my opinion and my stance and my perspective means we're going to make a decision, right? And, and our decisions are, are big ones. We don't make a whole lot of them all of the time. And we've talked about this a lot, yeah, yeah. but we make the big ones. And if we can collaborate like that, and I hear your voice and you hear mine, even if I don't agree or it, it's not my position, I'm going to walk out of that room feeling heard and I'm going to support unequivocally what we came up with. Yeah. And I'm going to su- I'm going to support it. It's going to be embedded in our culture and we're moving forward. That's where we're steering the herd. Yeah. And if you don't offer that ability to have those conversations, sometimes there's pent up thoughts and pent up, you know, reasoning. So just even having those combos with leaders and giving them a platform to let you know how they feel doesn't always mean you need to you can still say no and still yeah. say no. This as a leader, this is what we're doing. I heard you. This is my vision. This is our vision. I've worked <laughs> 30 years to, to make this call, and this is how I feel, and I need you to support it. Yes, sir. Let, let's go. How, how do we make that great? Thank you for listening. And, and, and those are rare, right, because we're, get, we're, we're very aligned. Um, we're like-minded leaders, but that happens. It does. And so thank you for that. And, and that, that people need to hear that. Don't be afraid. Well, that's an, that's, when you say open door, that's what that interaction is. It doesn't mean you have an open door to just come pitch what you want, and that's what we're doing. Right. It means you can have the conversation, both listen to each other, but someone needs to make a decision. In leadership, you make tough decisions, but both people need to walk out steering the herd in the same direction. It's a big deal. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that I do take pride in, too, in our company is that we have those conversations. Sometimes we have them in the hallway. Sometimes we have them in the office. And I appreciate my team because I know Kim has done this, and I love when she does this because she'll say, hey, I overheard your and Justin's talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, yeah. she's, she's constantly mentoring, right, and constantly evaluating the company. Mm-hmm. And whatever company you work for, you want every leader around your table to do that. Because it's not just my decision, and it's not just your decision. It's not. It's our decision. And how you get to become a better leader and a better company and a stronger company is when you have a lot of people around your table that help you make those decisions, right? Yeah. So Listening skills. You had mentioned that. Yeah. The, the more you can listen to and absorb, if you have the ability to just take in a whole lot of information from really smart people and then make the best call possible, that's it. That's yeah. the script. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. That's a good question. Let's get this next one knocked out. Okay. So <clears throat> next one. Uh, let's start. Let's start Justin over here. Uh, All right. How do you stay connected yeah. with your customers and adapt to their changing preferences and needs? Okay. So uh, I'll, the way that you connect to your customers, you know, especially if you're a growing company or you, you know, are on the, the larger side. So I'll take it from that perspective is, and we call it the voice of the guest and the voice of the customer. So are they likely to return is a huge metric, right? So if someone is saying, yes, I'm, I'm likely to return, um, you have to pay super close attention to that. Um, I, I think that uh, staying connected through data makes a ton of sense, but it also makes sense to stay connected through observations and experience and, and getting in there and validating what the guests might be saying on Google or through surveys and seeing if that's actually happening with your team. So I think there's an, an absolute line there. And I, I do believe staying connected in, you know, our world today, this instant gratification, social media, 
you know, fiasco is the idea that someone is willing to go online and spend their time and give you a one or a poor rating to be able to react in a way and how do I turn that into a five because that could be a brand ambassador for me and regardless, irregardless of what happened, I should make their day. Um, I think there's something to that. Not all of them are perfect. There's ones that are, you know, not legitimate, but the ones I think we've got a lot of experience of turning poor experiences into great loyal guests for us and having a pulse on that is super, super important. And the last nugget I have is you stay connected with your guests by paying attention to what they're ordering and what they want, not what you think they want to order and not what you think they want. And trying to put your best product in front of them as hot or as cold as you possibly can. And it doesn't always need to be product. You know, it could be hospitality, it could be experience. Connecting with your guest. I used to go into Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll use that for an example. And if it was football Sunday, one o'clock and the Giants were playing, I didn't care so much that my boneless or my traditional wings were super, super hot. I cared that me and Jerry, the Mets fan, also a Giants fan, we had that TV on at one o'clock and I didn't miss kickoff. So being connected with your guest is really, truly spending the time with them and getting to know what their needs are and not what you think their needs are or not what a checklist might say their needs are, truly finding out what they want and executing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed, yeah. agreed. Yeah. Good. All um, right. Yeah, so uh, so Chris, yeah. uh, how do you stay connected with customers um, with their changing preferences and needs? Okay, <clears throat> how I stay connected with our guests. You know, it's a constantly evolving door. I'm going to answer this in the, the point-blank way is social. Man, people don't go online and fill out emails anymore. you got to listen to social. Every time you make a post about your own restaurant, believe me, I'll hear some negatives. And tune into them mm -hmm. because they're being true, right? They're telling you. Some guests we made mad. you got to listen to all the comments on there. I, 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 I fear for every time Buffalo Wild Wings or any of our concept make a national post, go read those. Mm -hmm. And I tell our corporation, I tell our big office, our big social media page, read the comments. Yeah. And understand. Um, so you better be in tune to what's happening on social because that's the first thing they, what do they call them, Karens now? Yeah. That's the first thing they do when they leave a, a restaurant or anywhere, a doctor's office, they're immediately posting, right? And they're tagging your company yeah. in there. Or they're tagging you personally. So um, understand social, the power of it. It is out there. That's the way it is. It used to be the old days. People just emailed in or called the <laughs> called your number. Hey, I went to the restaurant and it was bad. Yeah. So understand that big time. Um, you know, and me and Kim do this. Go in your business, whatever you're doing, be a guest. Yeah. Be Sit down and look. You will watch people like, I don't think that guy likes his wings. Oh, I can feel a heartbeat yeah, you, from the from our um, customers. You do that. You're like, uh, I don't think. First his, time I sit down. His yeah. beer. I don't think his beer is cold enough. Yeah. So. I tell our teams, go in there, take your, your uniform off, walk in as a guest, you know, don't don't get the you know, the song and dance, the red carpet. Walk in as a guest, sit at your sit at a table like a guest, go to the bathroom like a guest, mm -hmm. eat like a guest, get your receipt like a desk and walk out like a guest and then go back in there coach. Yeah. That's how you know. Mm -hmm. That's how you know. But listen to your guest on feedback on social big time. You got to listen. Last thing, listen to your employees too. Your staff will tell you, hey, they do not like this new sauce or they do not like this new burger, yeah. whatever it is that we got coming out. They will tell you. They'll tell you we don't like this new computer program. We don't like the new paycheck program. Mm -hmm. You know, all kind of stuff. Listen, that's important. Be in tune to your business every day. Yeah. You used to have to pay for feedback. Now, now we get it for free. Yeah. A ton of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's free, though, right? I mean, it's I'm, free. We, yeah. Hey, I'll tell you, we evaluate every one of them. Kim yeah. is on Google, like, all the time. Reviews. Boom, 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 boom. Posting them. Sending them. We, we're, we're constantly in tune to it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I tell you, every time I'm on social and I'll engage, I see that you'll engage with the comment that I made as well. So I absolutely. Um, yeah. Kim, how do you stay connected with the customer for their preferences and their needs? Yeah, so we did a lot of talking about social media, and that's just so important. But I think the most important part is not only reading and absorbing what our guests are saying, but also just immediately responding to mm-hmm. them. And um, just letting them know, hey, we heard you, we're on it, we're correcting it, we're looking into it, or whatever it may be. I think that's important. I think another way to stay connected and, and what um, Inspire offers us is the rewards program. That's a great way to reach customers and just to get that connection with them. And then my last thing I would say that um, Chris and I do, or we try to do, is just a surprise and delight for our customers when we go into yeah. The store to try to, you know, to try to make that connection on a more personal level. Chris and I will like um, just glance the audience or the customers and just see who we can take care of as owners and, you know, take care of their table for or whatever they're eating for that meal. Yeah. And you and I will just kind of comp the meal. We try to do it in a way that we can get out of the restaurant before their meals paid for, but it doesn't always work out for us. Yeah. Um, sometimes um, we're we are. Um, we get caught. We get caught. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're not able to do that. But it's a great way for ownership to kind of make that connection, and just paying for that one table or that one family, um, the amount of um, publicity that we get yeah. that they're going to go back and tell their friends and their family what the owners of Buffalo Wild Wings or Arby's or Rusty Taco or any of our brands have done for them. And so I think that's just a, a good surprise and delight from ownership that we can do to connect. Yeah, to our customers. That's always fun. It's been a family front thing of ours for years. It's when our when our first Buffalo Wild Wings, we'd all walk in when all of our kids are little. Now we have to do it with Chapel, and we we one day, a couple of days, we forgot about it. And Chapel reminded me we're in there again. So we always pull the the restaurant, yeah, and try to pick out a, a young family or a family that's in there and enjoying themselves, uh, you know, and having a great time. Chapel and always picks out the kids. Yeah, she goes, they got little kids. <laughs> they so, got babies. And uh, and we 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 tell the management team that hey, let's comp their table just tell them you know the owners came in and just you know want to surprise them and have a great day that's yeah. amazing word-of-mouth marketing is so powerful in this day and age going in there I remember being a young family it was just such a big deal to go out to dinner and yeah. even as a kid it was it was like that was a special occasion that was like birthdays right we, like you'd go out and you have even you know, you do or you don't but oh my goodness what the impact that that can have connecting with your guest um you, you have no idea what they went home they could they could cry over that because yeah. it you know, didn't have to use a credit card. And that, that word of mouth marketing, connecting with your guest, that true experience that we create is, is the most powerful thing we can do. And it's not always, we we didn't do it to, you know, for the word of mouth, right? It was really to give back. We enjoy doing that. And I think last time we went to Buffalo's chapel, picked a table out and they had, I think six kids Mm -hmm. and it was a mom and she had a baby in her arms and they were a young family. And you could tell they, you know, yeah, they work hard. Yeah. And it was it was their weekend, their their day to go out to eat. And it was it was gratifying to me to hope to say, you know, they got to eat out on that meal for free, so maybe they get to go another one next week. 
the yeah, purpose of that, the authentic piece, though, is it doesn't it doesn't matter to you guys if it impacts six people or six hundred. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. It feels good, and you know that that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, yeah. Thank you that's so a, much. That's, that's a way different perspective and connecting with your customers yeah. that I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Kim's always you know, going. Kim's always going to surprise us with some stuff. She's always going to surprise us with stuff. the train. Well, um. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, it is Thanksgiving coming up. Yes. Uh, so by the time you're watching this podcast, we'll almost be getting ready for Thanksgiving. It's my yeah. favorite time of the year. Yes. I love Thanksgiving. Lots to be thankful for. Yes, there is. Yes. So just remember your family, those that are traveling, those are our troops overseas. We're with you. Uh, and, and, you know, we're, just enjoy this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a great time of year. But thank you guys. Justin, you're heading off to Orlando. Yep. And we're gonna be home cooking uh dumplings and uh, lots of desserts. Yes. Sweet. Super excited about that. So I uh, thank you guys for in, in watching this and tune in. Please make comments on this stuff too. We'd love to hear your comments, love to hear your thumbs up. And and please go subscribe and uh we will see you really, really soon, guys. Thank y'all. Yeah.